O God who sits high and looks low, brighten your church with the promise of your kingdom and waken our hearts to its light. Bid us to hasten with faith undimmed to greet the bridegroom's return and to enter the wedding feast. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the following passage from the Book of Wisdom, wisdom is described as an alluring woman who is always available to us, but we have to seek a relationship with her. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Wisdom is radiant and unfading, and she is easily discerned by those who love her and is found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known to those who desire her. One who rises early to seek her will have no difficulty, for she will be found sitting at the gate. To fix one's thought on her is perfect understanding, and one who is vigilant on her account will soon be free from care, because she goes about seeking those worthy of her and she graciously appears to them in their paths and meets them in every thought. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter to the church in Thessalonica, St. Paul assures us that those who die believing in Jesus will rise with him. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds, together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus spoke this parable to his disciples. <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to, went to meet the bridegroom. 
Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here comes the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will be not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Mm. Later the other bridesmaids came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The parable of the silly and the smart bridesmaids. It's a challenging parable to understand. One of the things that happens when we read this parable, we start asking questions like, why are those wise bridesmaids, virgins, why are they so stingy? I mean, doesn't Jesus call us to share what we have? What's going on with those, those five wise virgins, those five wise bridesmaids? Why don't they share with the others? And the other question that comes up is the bridegroom? Don't we always think of Jesus as the bridegroom? There he is. He's, he's locked the door, and when they knock to get in, open for us, he says, get away from me. I don't even know who you are. Does that sound like the Jesus we know? The Jesus whose word forms our lives the Jesus who feeds us at this table. It doesn't sound like that Jesus. I think the two questions I've asked are really, they're not to the point of the parable. It really does us no good to even ponder them, what those two questions mean. But the parable itself can be applied to our lives. And what does the parable mean in our lives? Huh? What does this parable of the silly and the smart bridesmaids, what does it tell us? To break open the parable with us today, I have an inscription on a cemetery stone. I have a story about a beautiful little girl 
and the grandfather she loves. And I have a list of the points to having a good, full, wisdom-filled life. The gravestone inscription, people so seldom say, I love you. And when they do, either it's too late or love goes. If I tell you that I love you, it's not that I don't know that you will go, but that I wish you didn't have to. This inscription, well, the saying first came on my parents' 35th wedding anniversary. My friend Emil put it on a plaque, and mom liked it so much that from that day forward, it was in the living room, hanging on the wall. People so seldom say, I love you. Mom truly loved that. Eleven years to the day after their 35th wedding anniversary, my daddy died. And as we were planning the funeral, looking to buy the headstone, my mother said, I want that saying on the headstone. People so seldom say, I love you. When they do, either it's too late or love goes. When I tell you that I love you, it's not that I don't know you'll go, only that I wish you didn't have to. Don't put it off. Don't hold back in telling the people we love that we love them. Because as the silly bridesmaids learned, sometimes it's too late. Once there was a little girl, beautiful little girl, who lived near the beach. Maybe you know her. And, and, and this little girl who lived near the beach, she loved to play in the sand. She just loved that. And her grandfather was one of her favorite people. And the neat thing about Grandpa, Grandpa had a collection of um, those hourglasses. You know what I'm talking about. The, and, and they just loved the little girl and her grandpa played with the hourglasses. And one day while they were doing that, the little girl asked grandpa, grandpa, why, why do you have all these hourglasses? And grandpa looked at this beautiful little child. And he said to her, I have it to I have them to remind me that time 
is the most precious gift of all. It was a few months, and the little girl hadn't seen Grandpap. When she asked her mom about it, mom told her that he was, Grandpap was in the hospital. He was very sick. And quite possibly, he would die soon. She didn't understand that. What is death? And her mother said, death is like grandpaps, his sand candles, his, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Hourglasses. Thank you for, see you're paying attention. Someday you'll be old. The hourglasses. And the little girl asked, well, what does it mean? And her mom said, it means that he's going to die soon. He's going to run out of time with us. It was getting close to Christmas. And her mother said to the little girl, we're going to go to the hospital today. We're going to visit Grandpa. Would you you be a good girl and, and, and make Grandpa a gift? A gift for Christmas. Can you do that? And the little girl was delighted. She got very, very busy and she made the gift and she had this box and she decorated it beautifully, which is something I can't do, by the way. If I wrap a gift, it's, it's so sad. It just is. Anyway, the mother and the little girl went to the hospital to see Grandpap. And very beautifully, she said, Grandpap, here's a Christmas gift for you. What is it? What is it? And he very carefully unwrapped the package, very carefully opened the box, the little girl had filled the box with sand. The sand reminds me the most precious gift is time. Use time well. You know, when I listen to the parable of the uh, the silly and the smart bridesmaids. Uh, I really think Jesus had me in mind when he told that story. Uh, when I hear it, it's like he's talking to me because I am, I am the vicar of procrastination. My motto is probably on my, on my coat of arms is going to be, I'll stop procrastinating tomorrow. After the parish in Johnstown closed and before I came here, I was blessed to take a sabbatical. 
at the Oblate School of Theology in San Antonio. It was one of the most wonderful, formative experiences of my life. It was just great. And I'll be honest with you, <laughs> San Antonio is really cool. Right, Colette? <laughs> While we were there, a few weeks into the sabbatical program, they let a challenge before us, or they laid a challenge before us. They said, what? Review your life. Review your life in prayer. Review your relationship with God. And see what it is that God is asking you to change in your life. What is that? God asking you to, to change so that you might embrace wisdom and not foolishness. It was quite a challenge. As I sat down in prayer with my journal, I began to write. Let me share what I wrote. These are Charlie's guide to living the fullness of life. Number one, remember what you want. What are we really looking for in life? What's really important to us? Remember what you want. Two, never defer prayer. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I say, well, uh, I'll spend time later in prayer. That never happens. It just never happens. Never defer prayer. Never, never put it off till later. One of my favorites, TV and food are anti-mystical. Use them mindfully. I, I can lose my mind sitting in a recliner watching television. They are anti-mystical. Be careful using them. Do the toughest things first. Stay present and attentive to the moment. Be positive, not negative or critical. Quickly banish negative thoughts. Oy. Quickly banish negative thoughts. They just don't do us a bit of good. This is for my friends who are procrastinators. Make weekly or daily to-do lists. And finally, when you don't feel like it, refer to number one. Remember what you want and do it anyway. These bits of wisdom are gifts from God that enable us to be ready for the coming of the Lord 
when he comes to let us into the wedding feast of heaven. When I do what's on this list, I don't procrastinate. I don't put it off. And thinking about the Lord, welcoming me to the wedding feast of heaven, I realize that's what I really want. Remember what you want. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.